We interrupt your regularly scheduled programming for this special announcement. Hello everyone, the guys from Stuck in This Purgatory have something to tell you that might be more chilling than some of the stories in our show. Due to all the love and support we have already gotten, we have already received an ad sponsor. We all know that the ad invasion is real. However, we want you to know how important this is to us. Unfortunately, as much as we'd love to provide this content to you, we do sadly have full-time jobs. It is our hope that one day, this podcast will be our full-time jobs. With your help and the help of ads, this will give us the opportunity to improve our show and the content in it. If you guys enjoy what we are doing, please make sure to follow us on Spotify and spread the word to friends and family. Guys, maybe we can actually buy real microphones now and throw these tin cans away. Yeah, the string connecting them keeps on knocking over all the bears. I need a new chair. I can feel my bones scraping against each other from standing the whole time, and I'm only 23. That's it. We're turning Adrian into a robot. podcast i am still so full from thanksgiving dinner i can't feel my feet is that normal you guys look like a bunch of stuffed turkeys oh thanks Adrian. i guarantee if you put me in the oven i would taste delicious oh i'd be buttered up okay what what would you be if you were a thanksgiving dish how would you be prepared chase um definitely i'd be a rump roast my ass is so <laughs> fucking big that you literally could just take a knife and follow my back straight to my thighs and you could feed an army of like 12 people Ooh, with some burnt ends on Chase, smoked on a mesquite Traeger. Whatever you do, whatever you do, just make sure you cut the butthole out. That is not the meatiest part of me. Yeah, and and if you know Chase, his butthole is a little rancid, so we we discard that. It does leak a bit, but it's okay. Hunter, what would you be? Ooh, what would I be? I'd be a nice, you know, sliced thin, you know, actually, scratch that. I'd be a beef wellington. Wow, he thinks fucking fancy of yeah. himself. Jesus. Nope. I, I would be wrapped up real good. Are you I'd be saying, charged just right. Are you saying that your beef is just marbled enough? Just marbled enough. <laughs> and I'm crusty on the outside, but I'm nice and warm on the center. You do look crusty. All right, Adrian, what would you be? Yeah. Come on, guys. We all know what I'd be. I'd be a tamale. Okay. <laughs> are you saying that because you're, you're, you're Hispanic? Do Mexicans celebrate Thanksgiving? Yes. Oh. With tamales. With tamales? Yeah. Wow. The, the main thing is tamales. If they feel a little spicy, it would make a turkey and a ham, but hmm. it's mainly green and red tamales. Do you have green chili at your Thanksgiving? All the time. Is that I have green question? chili at my Thanksgiving. Uh, you're too white for that. So well, My yaya is Hispanic. She, we make, she makes her own green chilies. She goes down, when she was younger, would go down to New Mexico and get her chilies, and, we'd, and she'd make it. It's the best shit in the world. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Stuck. In this purgatory, joined by your lovely host, Chase, and his two co-hosts, the oddly spicy tamale, Adrian. How's it going? And apparently, the high-class fancy beef wellington, Hunter. 
Oh, how do you do? You want a cup of tea, mate? <laughs> I can't do my British accent. Every time I try to do the British accent, it comes out freaking Australian. Well, you know, it's just because we, as in Colorado, are the rednecks. So Australians are the rednecks of the British. Yeah. And you know we, as Coloradoans, have our own accent? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we we do not pronounce T's whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. I say mountain. And every every time I go out... It's, Every time I go to state and I say mountain, they're like, you're not from here, are you? I'm like, yeah. how could you tell? <laughs> the stereotypes are so real. <laughs> no, no, they, they smelt the weed on you. That's <laughs> <laughs> a distinct odor. Distinct. All right, guys. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the first part to our three-part series of Hotel Colorado in Glenwood Springs. I know it was probably a little dry. It was quite the history lesson, so I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. I think we had fun. Um, we did. We had a good time, and I think it's very important to this whole story uh, that you have some back or and some insight into the actual hotel itself and the history of where it came from. I agree. And, you know, just as a refresher, we're going to be diving deep on Hotel Colorado. Well, hold on. stories. I just... Hold on. Hold on. What? I was going to tell them what part two is. God, this guy oh, just interrupts me. Oh, my God, me. he's being through. This guy interrupts me every single turn. I'm s- I have a boner. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you want me to waste this boner? This table is too small for you to be sending up a boner right now. Come, come okay. Sean. <gasps> Anyways, back to, <laughs> back to my part. Uh, we are on to part two of the three-part series. Oh, yeah. And uh, this time, we are going to give you a little bit of a history lesson on the actual ghost sightings of the hotel. This is where it starts to get juicy, guys. And... Uh, I, I, we cannot wait to do the third part and tell you what we, Hunter and I, have actually seen to not only back these stories up, but to confirm them. Let me tell you guys that when we were going over a couple of these stories, Chase seriously got goosebumps from hearing that other people have seen some of the same stuff. I, he maybe touched his arm. I was in. I'm not kidding you. I was in tears. You know when you get so spooked, yes, that you you start to tear up. I mean, it's uncanny how close these stories are to what we've actually experienced. And the weirdest part, when we first went to these this hotel for our experiences, we kind of did some light research on why it was haunted, uh, but we didn't see a lot of these details that we finally read about for this episode. Yeah. And then after already having these experiences. And then reading about them to confirm them is chilling. It is chilling. And I think it wasn't just what we experienced there. It was what we were told by people that were there with us that kind of got us fucked up, too. Oh, and one of the weirdest parts, I'm going to bring this up in the next episode, but I might as well bring it up now, too. When we The first time that uh, Hunter and I went to this hotel, we didn't ask for any specific room. We just booked it. Yeah. And when I went up to go pay for our room... Uh, they told us what room we had. I can't remember what it was. It was like two something. We were on the second floor. And some one of the uh, folks who was working there, in the background, under his breath, said, good luck. That was really weird when he said that. Oh, my God. Instantly. And so I thought so, he said, like, good luck, like, cover your ass, bring some lube kind of thing. But that's not what he meant. No, he meant, <laughs> man, you guys are fucked. You got to get to see some shit. And... <laughs> So it literally just set the tone. And so immediately I had to ask him, like, so is this place haunted? They could not answer. They refused to. Mm-hmm. They have change of ownership. Well, not only that, but they've had people come into this hotel, book a room, and then hear that it's haunted and immediately cancel that room yeah. because they didn't want to be in a haunted hotel. Like I said last episode, it's actually haunted. 
Yes. I like to stay in the hotel. It's actually haunted. Yeah, we're going to find out more about this. We thing. are going to go will. do a ghost hunt at Stanley Hotel. We are going to go stay a night or two there, maybe even a couple times to see what we can't get. And we do have a close friend who has a video that's undeniable proof, at least from what we can tell. And we're going to post this video up on our Instagram as well. So if you guys could take a look and see what you think. I like that. It's weird. Really? So, Hunter, why don't you go in before you interrupted me? Oh, oh, is it my turn? Oh, thank you, sir. Let's kind of remind everybody about the Hotel Colorado, what it looks like, what's it, what is it? Yeah, let's give you a refresher. Because I'm, I'm hoping that we intrigued you enough in our last episode that you Googled it, maybe looked at some pictures, but just in case you didn't, because you're you're a slacker. Um, Hotel Colorado, or in Glenwood Springs, is a mountain town in Colorado, about three-ish hours from Denver. And the hotel itself is a U-shaped five-story building with two iconic bell towers at the top it's definitely old looking from the exterior it's old looking on the interior every inch of the property is covered in taxidermy history about good old theodore roosevelt uh history on william taft one of our presidents molly brown uh the hospital or the infirmary it used to be during world war ii it's littered with cool uh, history in the bookcases uh, all across all the levels. There's special suites on the third floor, second or third floor, I can't, can't remember. There is the Teddy Roosevelt room. On the fifth floor, the uh, spookiest floor, there is the Molly Brown room. And it also boasts some other really interesting rooms that are unmarked and, and spooky. The basement acts as a retail business during the day where there's like a chiropractor and massage therapist, shit like that. And also where they had the um, crematorium and stuff. So that hopefully will paint you a little picture on what Hotel Colorado kind of looks like and feels like. It's very eerie. It's very cold, very strange. There's old uh, radiators for the, the boiler system. It's, oh, it's warm. There's no AC. None. It, there is no yeah. AC. Every room has a radiator in there. So like, if, if it oh. gets hot in there, your only option is to open up the window. Yeah, that's a really good point. Remember it is that brutal. the doors, above the doors, they have that creepy, yes. like, latch. Like, what was... Do okay. you remember reading about that, whatever the fuck I, that was? I didn't see any information on that, but literally every room in that hotel above the door is, uh, like, a paneling. And you open that paneling up, so between that and the windows, that's, like, the only way to cool down. Yeah, the you, room. Just, you just blow, you know, you blow real hard in the room, you know, and that's how you get the AC <laughs> like, going. Like Adrian's farts. Yeah. Adrian's loose <laughs> lips. <laughs> So well, I was just thinking on what Hunter just said. You think you could book a massage with Molly Brown? I don't because I would pay extra for that. You do pay extra for that. That's called the Molly Brown Suite, and yeah. you get railed. You <laughs> you get railed by the staff. Yeah, she uses that, <laughs> just uh, to ru- use that room. Yeah, she uses that wood plank method on. Oh that, man, could you could you imagine? Could you imagine if it's like that movie, uh, Scary Stories? To tell in the dark. No, no. What's oh, what's that one spoofy ass movie? Oh, um, scary movie. Scary movie, yeah. yeah. Where, where the dude's like laying in bed and, and this ghost starts taking his pants off, like oh, yeah. <laughs> giving him a blowy. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. That's no, he didn't give him a blowy. He got ass fucked by the ghost. Oh, oh. God. Oh. Yeah. Chase remembered it differently. I didn't, to be honest with you, <laughs> to be honest with you, I am the worst with movie quotes, so I'm going to interject when I can on that shit, but yeah. fuck that. No, That's I'm proud of you, buddy. I like to think I'm pretty <laughs> good with movie quotes, but, uh, you know, eh, we'll see. So. Okay. I do want to say before we get into these stories, um, our research comes a lot 
from the Hotel Colorado website itself. Cite your sources. Um, as well as Haunted, let's see, I think it's Haunted Rooms America. Um, we are going to be reading pretty much the story almost verbatim from these websites. So you can really just think of us today as like the Audible of podcasting. Yeah, thanks for subscribing to our audience. We just do the work for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, give, we do it the American way. <laughs> <laughs> the right way. The right. <laughs> All right, Adrian, why don't you kick us off with uh, just some uh, general facts about the ghost activity in the hotel. Well, some general facts is you guys have to remember who the founder of Hotel Colorado was. His name was Walter Devereaux. This man, he engineered most of the building of the hotel. And it's crazy to think that there is a spirit that walks around that many people call Walter. Good old Walt. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's, such a, that's such a warming name. If a spirit came into my room, hi, I'm Walt, I'd be like, how the heck are you, Walt? You, you guys should look up a picture of this guy. Uh, and you could just see, like, it is such the old school, old western, like, you know, saloon guy. <laughs> he's got, like, the handlebar mustache. Smoked a he's, lot of yeah, cigarettes. He's got the part right down the middle of his hair. <laughs> yeah. This guy definitely drank the old formula of Coca-Cola. He could just see it in his fucking eyes. Oh, yeah. He probably invented whiskey. With cocaine. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah. I guess we will start on the lowest floor of the hotel, which Ooh. is the basement. And if you guys remember from some of the quick facts that Hunter was saying in the last episode, the basement served as a morgue during World War II. And this is where many staff members, security guards, watchmen have seen apparitions. They've seen uh, women. They've seen the ghost of Walter Devereaux. And they've also smelled the cigar. I think that's the coolest thing about Walter used to walk around with all the time Mm -hmm. so it is speculated that the spirit hangs out in the basement and walter he he just likes to roam around uh i don't know during the research it doesn't sound like walter's one of the apparitions that causes harm to any of the guests it's more like his apparition wants to wander and see what's happening throughout the hotel you know to be honest like through all research i don't think Really, any of them causes harm. Um, yeah, it's hard especially to say. like the most notable one, and we'll get into it. Is you hear women's screams. Um, yeah, let's talk about. But that. well, we're holding off on that one for, okay, for just a minute. <laughs> Chase Trumps. Yeah, <laughs> Chase triumphants over your comment. Um, but yeah, I don't. Nothing like. I haven't, we haven't read anything where people have been physically attacked or anything yeah, like that. See. I mean, it, it's been, there's definitely been notable things where people have seen things, they've seen things move, things change, but no one's, I don't think, has ever been physically attacked. Yeah, I'm trying to think about in the basement, right? Because the basement, just so you guys paint the picture, the basement is the weirdest part of the hotel. It doesn't really match the aesthetic of the rest of the hotel. The rest of the hotel has an old-timey vibe, has some Italian features, it has um, Botticelli's um, The Birth of Venus as you walk up the grand staircase. Very cool. Because the whole hotel was, um, as I said in the last episode, was framed after um, the Medici family, the Renaissance banker family in Italy, in Florence. But the basement is very industrial. It's very rough. Even those well, businesses down there. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the weird thing about it is when they did all the renovations throughout the years, 
they actually made the basement to be the office rooms for everybody. So mm -hmm. you have like the executive director down there, the assistant director, you have um, storage. There's, it's actually super weird. Uh, the first time we, Hunter and I went there, we looked in one of the basements and instantly freaked out because we saw a woman there. Yeah. And then we kind of crept up on the window closer just to find out it was a prop. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah they do keep mannequins down there. They you're do. Right. It's creepy as fuck. How and they're all. Is it that mannequins? Yes. I mean, who the hell thought about a fucking mannequin? I don't know. When I pass by like Victoria's Secret, I'm like, man, that mannequin just turned me on. Do you remember that old Dave Cook joke? Like, when it has no arms and head. Who the fuck's that mannequin for? Some headless, armless man walking around. I look good in that tank top. Good good one for Dan Cook. Well, since we are throwing around some movie quotes, I will throw in watching Lights Out and how it starts off in the office of someone that uses mannequins all the time and how the father gets murdered in this creepy-ass office, there's maybe a thousand mannequins. Who the hell needs a thousand mannequins just staring? Oh you're you're asking to be That reminds me of that video. The Exorcist. Oh, oh, my God. You remember The Exorcist? I was Okay. All right. So, yeah, Hunter's an asshole. I just have to say Hunter's an asshole. Sometimes. No, yeah. most of the time. Oh and God. he just thinks it's the funniest fucking shit to find the most scariest video games out there. Oh. And then he wants to just watch me play them. So I'm the one who has to suffer playing these games while he gets to watch it. He's still spooked, but still, yeah. I'm the one. So this one is a VR game. It's called It's the, the first time when we first got our VR. Oh, yeah. We, this is like the first game that we loaded up at, at my house and you, I made you play it. Yeah. I had to go over to this fucker's house. Yeah. Uh, and it's got five parts. And there's one part where you are walking into this baby's room. And you'd have to, like, find all these little Easter eggs to progress through. And at one point, the whole room is filled with fucking mannequins and snakes are attacking you. And oh, then yeah. all of a sudden, there's one mannequin that moves and a fucking demon jumps out yeah. of you. Boy, boy, I want to know from our listeners, the Purgles, the Purgies, whatever we're going to call you guys. <laughs> I want to know if we started streaming on Twitch, some of our VR and some of our video game stuff, would you watch? Please. It's spooky. All right, so we're getting back onto this. Adrian's yeah, gonna I, I'm going to bring in. these guys back in. Yeah, he was waving at us like, about... what the fuck are you guys doing? I'm <laughs> you like, need to calm yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a dog just got hit. <laughs> I can't tame him just like Chase tames Hunter, but that's Ooh. that's for another day. <laughs> but uh, we're going to first dig into when many of the ghost events at the hotel occur. Usually it's during 2 to 4 a.m. with many guests claiming to see one little girl that walks around. This is for a little later time in our episode. Since we're going to start off with the basement. So one of the first basement stories, and just a little bit of background, just once again, staff members have said that they experience locked doors as well as lights turn off and on. A normal occurrence with multiple poltergeist occurrences and just spirits walking around. So uh, just like I said, we're a lot of this stuff we're going to read like right off the website um, mm -hmm. for you guys. But... The, basically, the first one they come up with is, it says in 1993, a house man named Dave was doing his nightly rounds in the basement when he saw an old woman peering into the basement window with her hands cupped around her face. Whoa. The window well was quiet uh, and deep and usually required a ladder to get into. So Dave was concerned that she might have fallen in and hurt herself. He walked across the room to turn on the light switch, but when he turned back to the window, she was gone. This is kind of why I brought up the mannequin one. Yeah. It's, it's weird. When you're walking past the hotel on the outskirts of it, you can see into oh. all the windows in the basement. Yes. And that's where we saw the mannequin. And so it, 
on first glance, you're like, okay, that's giving me chills. I will say, I agree with you on that. Yeah. There's a few times that we've done that, and I've been totally shit-faced. And I'm like, oh, you just see that ghost? And then we all look, and <laughs> like, I see the ghost! And then it's not there. So, going back down to the basement. Uh, again, this is where the morgue and <coughs> the crematorium, crematorium were at. Uh, along with all the offices and everything since the renovation and whatnot. Um, there was a, a security guard named Richard who was conducting a nighttime tour for six people. I just want to break off real quick. This goes back into me talking uh, to the, you call them stewardess, I guess? I don't know what the hell they're called. Whatever. Like yeah. When we, when you got a room. Because uh, we wanted to do, boy? yeah, well, they wanted to do, no, bellboy takes your fucking equipment up to your room. Yeah. Your, your yeah. Um, we asked that they used to do tours in the hotel. Oh, right, right, right. And that was part of it. They said they had to quit doing it, like I said, because people were leaving the hotel once they found it was haunted. Anyways, so this obviously was back when they were still doing tours. Uh, Richard, security guard, conducting nighttime tour for six people. The group was standing outside the office of the executive housekeeper when they heard two women talking and a typewriter clicking in the next room. When they looked in the room, there was no one there. Stranger still, there's no record of a typewriter ever being kept there. And that's the weirdest thing about this hotel, is they keep furniture in the hallways, like a weird like armoire, the, the dressers, um, sculptures. Couches, it chairs. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And they're not locked. So the fact that they there was a mirrors. typewriter and there wasn't? There are mirrors everywhere. everywhere. Every hallway either has a window or a mirror in it. And this is for another episode, but mirrors are said to be portals. We'll talk a little bit the about paranormal. that, about the Molly Brown room, once yeah. we get to that floor. But let's continue working our way up the floor. Well, so, I think something that's scarier about it is Chase has to look back into that mirror. <laughs> okay, you guys remember when I said that I was going to be mean to Adrian? Okay, we're back <laughs> to the that. asshole Adrian again. Let's just restart this whole episode so I can introduce him again. What you guys Fuck didn't her. see was Adrian, Adrian waving his hands, being like, my turn, my turn. He just literally dropped just... his bomb oh on fucking Chase's chest. I quit. took I'm a out. shit on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> so that, you know, for the stories that we've read, that kind of concludes the basement. But um, in the next episode, when Hunter and I talk about our experiences, you are going to get a whole wealth of yes. what we've experienced. In the first floor, the lobby. The and lobby has a weird vibe, too. One thing, yeah, well, every floor has a weird vibe. The whole thing's weird. The one thing to make note, too, when you're listening to these stories is there is either always a staircase, and it's a massive staircase for all the floors, including the basement, or there is a elevator. That elevator is sketchy as fuck. Elevator. Oh, Sean, so, Sean, don't, we, don't use the elevator. <laughs> we're going to move on to the main floor now. Okay. Um, this is actually where... Uh, doing some of the research in the previous episode. Um, this is where the majority of the patients for the, uh, when it was World War II, for the Naval Hospital, this is where a lot of them were stationed. There was actually even holding cells in the main floor. Can you describe the main floor just a little bit? Because we always enter on that weird side, but there's like multiple ways you enter from the U. Because the courtyard's really big. Yeah, we just describe like the main ground floor so people can kind of visualize what this thing looks like. Yeah, definitely. So... Uh, this, I, I kind of briefed upon it in the first, uh, episode for this series, but we're just going to start off from the grand foyer entry, uh, like I talked about in the first one. So, <laughs> if you're on the street and you're looking in, into the Hotel Colorado, again, the whole, the whole building is in a U shape, um, with the main, where the stairwell is and the main office and everything in the farthest part of it. 
So the U-shape is facing towards the street. Um, in the courtyard, they've redone it. You, there's a big fire pit. There's chairs all around. It's a really big social area. As soon as you walk in the front main doors, there is this grand room that goes that spans the left and right, um, and immediately you look at this stairwell heading up into the next floors. In this foyer area, um, there is a fireplace, there's a piano, there's tons of taxidermied animals, and you can either take a left, which will take you to some shops, um, and a little take, cafe, right? Little, no, the cafe's not there. Oh, you're talking about the other side. Yeah. So time. if you if you if you go through the main entrance, you take a left. There's a bunch of shops there. That's where you check in to get your room and everything. And there's also a side door that takes you out to another street. Right. If you go to your right, that's where the stairwell or a stairwell to the basement is. Oh yeah. It's Remember weird. That? It's kind of like long, and it's yes. not like a normal stairwell. No, it's not right. There are um, bathrooms over there, and there's also a very large um, like ballroom that they have there. Mm-hmm. They they have it set up for fr- private events or whatever they do there. Um, from there, like I said, you can either use the stairs to go up to the next levels, you can use the elevator, or you can use the stairwell to go down the basement. So, the one thing that I found in my research, and this is outside of our stories, is on the main floor, there was a spirit named Bobby. Bobby. Bobby Boucher. It's actually female. <laughs> yeah. Actually, my great-grandfather's name was Bobby. Bobby Wolfer. Well, you just said your grandpa. Grandma. Your grandma? Grandma. No way. Mama. Okay, you need to pronounce Mama. your shit. <laughs> Sorry, sometimes I, um, what's that word? I, uh, I mumble. Yeah. Mumble. Sean, help me. Okay. Sean. Okay, so on the main floor, Bobby was seen by many coworkers. Now, Bobby was a nurse during the Naval Hospital. And just to remind you, Hotel Colorado was a Naval Hospital during World War II. And it, excuse me, saw over six Five hundred patients through the three years that it operated over three years. Now, Bobby, like I said, was a nurse during the naval hospital uh, uh, during the naval hospital um, times, and she was killed by a jealous coworker. Now, similar to Walter, where Walter could be smelt by his cigar in the basement, she can be smelt by the um, the uh, smell or the musk of her perfume. And I am not joking; I have fucking smelt that shit. I don't go into too much details, but there are some odd smells, and it just does not make sense, and I've smelt a very strong, old, kind of lady perfume. Is it hot? I mean, as hot as, a, as, hot as a, an old, dead spirit that probably is vengeful because it was killed by a jealous co-worker. Yeah, I mean, sure. It was generally good. Well, so that yeah, go That's ahead. crazy that you bring up her perfume, because some guests have identified it as Gardena. A perfume that was widely known from the 30s and 40s that's no longer in production. So another thing I forgot to mention about the main floor is that there is actually a dining room in there. Oh, um, yeah, the little restaurant, We've right? eaten in there, yeah. A little bar, restaurant, yeah. foo-foo. It's very foo-foo. And so um, we actually heard the story, too, and we checked in, um, that people have heard the dishes being moved around in that room. Right. So they, From Bobby, right? Yeah, from Bobby. From one, no, of, one of the that spirits, is. right? No, it is. It's it Bobby. could be Walter. It could be Walter, too. But they also say um, that it is Bobby, that she's the one going through. Because there's like a buffet line in there. Mm-hmm. And 
the, you can smell it throughout the buffet line, and that you can also hear the dishes clanking. Yeah. Do you remember when we went to that bar in the restaurant and we asked them to talk about the ghost, and they would not say a fucking word to I us? I know. I'm telling you, it's, it's like these people are paid off to like yeah. don't talk about the ghost, or we're gonna fire you, or we're gonna send you into hell or something. <laughs> or they just saints. fire them. You I know, mean, dude, yeah. how wild would it be if you showed up to a hotel that's haunted and you thought, just like in the Stanley Hotel in the movie, on The Shining, um, when the, I don't know, Jack Black's character, whatever he was. Jack, not Jack, not Jack, Jack Black. Black. Not Jack Nicholson. <laughs> not Jack Nicholson. I'm sorry. Jack, Jack, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> God, I'm a retard. It's okay. Jack Nicholson it's okay. in The Shining, when he goes into the ballroom and he sees spirits, like people are actually working there when oh. no one's there. Can you imagine if we actually went yes. into this hotel and thought we saw people and they never existed? Haunting of Hill House. I know. I'm sorry I interrupted you a little bit, but Haunting of Hill House. Yes. Like that, and that's, actually, I don't want to ruin that. That show is incredible. Go oh see that God. show. Guys, I Check have to admit something. I need to admit something live on public television, on NPR, as we speak right now. I have never seen The Shining. No. Not, I'm not joking. Okay, well, I know what we're doing right after this. <laughs> are we going to put it on our Patreon? Hunter watches The Shining yes. for the first time. And uh, everybody has point. to sit there for the two-hour-long seeing him just be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I get the basic premise. It's everywhere, but I've never seen it. I'd come clean as well. I've never seen The Shining. Oh, <laughs> my God! was going to make a thing earlier like, okay, if you want good horror movie ideas, talk to Adrian. He has them all. He's I constantly like, have you seen this movie? Have you seen uh, that? Like, no. I, You've never I, seen The Shining. I don't think I've seen a lot of uh, Stephen King's movies. Really? And I don't find them scary. <gasps> and uh, Blasphemy, you heretic. <laughs> Burn the okay. heretic. All right, all right, all right. We, uh, this is going to be a Chase Cozo fact right here is we're watching The Shining okay I didn't even not support (laughs) alright so that kind of that kind of clears it up for the main room oh there has been some stories that people have heard the piano being played there's a there's There's a piano in in the great room next to the large fireplace it's actually so pretty but yes Um, I have along with those knocks and everything there's also uh, a lot of reported things that people can hear the piping and everything um or toilets flushing, people can hear that. That we'll happens a lot. Yep. And Sean will come make an appearance yes. on the piano. Sean. So now we're going to go into the next rooms upstairs. Um, there have been so many things that happen. Adrian kind of already talked about it, but there is um, sightings and people hearing a young child, a young girl, um, je- dressed in Victorian clothes, walking around the hallways, bouncing a ball. You know what's really creepy about that is there was a paranormal investigation team in 2006 that tried to interact with her with a ball, and they got no reaction on the ball, but they got reactions on the lights around the ball. That that's, that's terrifying. That's creepy. And you guys gotta stay tuned for epi- uh, part three of this episode because Becca Chase's fiance, we think she saw. No, she the did. Girl. She saw. Yeah. Well, well, we let, 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 let's Anyways, hold so. up. I think we're getting hold a little. Up. Ahead of ourselves. So, I, what we want to talk about next, and this is pretty crazy. I mean, this is how much of a paranormal story this is. They had to shut a whole room down that used to be a guest room. Oof. We're going to talk about the lover's triangle. Ooh. A little spicy for you people that love the bachelorette. <laughs> fun, here's another fun fact about Adrian. His nipples are in the shape of a triangle. <laughs> <laughs> the image of Adrian is getting worse and worse every time. A lot of back hair. 
shorter arms, each leg. He literally just took his shirt off to prove that's wrong. (laughs) Adrian, put your shirt on, you monster. Sit back down. How about the pants? Ooh, (laughs) keep those off. (laughs) So, let's talk a little bit about... So, we we talked about the first floor a little bit. Well, we're going to get into the lover's lover's triangle right now. Let's do it. So, what basically had happened is the woman, she used to work back when it was in the Naval Hospital. And during World War II, uh, a chambermaid was caught in a lover's triangle, and she was murdered. People have reported hearing screams in the area of the hotel that she died in. The area that she died in used to be a guest room. There was people living in an area where someone had been murdered. And now they finally decided to make the right choice to turn it into a storage closet. But, I mean, there has been many documented cases where people have picked up these screams and they can't explain where they're hearing this from. That's fucking terrifying. I know. That's one of those where we uh, we physically walked past the room and we saw that it was shut down, so we know what room it is. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, we never... I wish we would have saw okay, that. But I did bring wild. my EMF reader. Uh, I, well, I, well, I no, no, I don't want to give it away. No, I, I, I know, I know. I'm dying to tell you I guys know. about my fucking experiences. I need to get off my chest. All right, so before Hunter loses his shit, help! We're, we're going to talk about <laughs> the tower suites. Okay, this is good. This this is a great. This, uh, this is one I actually didn't know. So that's why I, I, I'm happy we're talking about get, this. Lower your voice, Jason. Get real deep. Get real <laughs> deep and spooky for this. Okay, so in 1993, a man and his wife were staying in room 661. I know what you're thinking. You were home for 666. I was too. I really was. You you let me down. The larger of the two tower suites. The man was feeling ill, so his wife opened the windows, thinking the fresh air would do him good. When she left, another woman came in and closed the windows, saying that he needed to stay out of the draft. Um... That honestly sounds like he just had some hugger come in. And yeah, I'm going to debunk that one. <laughs> so, the wife didn't want to admit that his husband was cheating on her. Yeah. And Glenwood Springs had a lot of brothels back in the yes. day. So, when the man's wife came back, she reopened the windows, and the process repeated for the entire three days the man was ill. But these couples aren't the only ones to have noticed the woman in 661. Many guests over the years have reported seeing a woman standing over their bed in that room, usually wearing a floral dress. Jesus. And 661 is the Molly Brown room, correct? Is it? No, it is not. It is not. It is the room across. Oh, 662 is Molly Brown. Maybe. I don't know. I don't fucking remember numbers. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Usually when we go to Glenwood, I am so fucked up on Irish car bombs from Doc Holliday's. I don't remember shit. I just know what I saw, okay? Fuck. All right, it's, okay, sorry guys, you can you can email us, and it's either 661 or 662 is the Molly Brown. They're inverse of each other. They're both the most spooky rooms. In the Molly Brown suite, where, where Chase was kind of talking, I think he's talking about, there is mirror. There's a, there's a really old antique mirror that flips, right? It, it can, um, I don't know how to describe this. It's, it's tall, it's like, it's like, a, it's like a, a tall, almost. It's one of those mirrors, the tall mirrors that are on two hinges. So yes. you can literally flip it on 360 degrees. Yeah. And have it in any direction. Exactly. But that has been told to be the portal for many spirits outside of 
Glenwood Springs that aren't necessarily tied to the location and they're able to enter through that portal. Even when you flip that, that mirror, it will flip back at multiple times. It is almost... It's almost impossible to keep it in its place. It's weird. I, I definitely want to talk more about it with our experiences to really give people the feeling that we get when we go to this room. But it's yeah. literally undeniable and unbelievable the feeling you get the second you walk up those stairs. Yeah. So before we complete today's episode, we're just going to talk about the last couple things that uh, occur at the Hotel Colorado. Um, basically, throughout the hotel, there are loud knocks. Um, you hear uh, noises throughout the night. The TV channels flip. Phones will uh, ring for no reason. So there is just this wealth of paranormal activity that goes on in this hotel. It's it's truly unbelievable. Well, I think we're missing one of the scariest stories that I read throughout the week. It's a creepy one. And this is taking in facts from construction workers and people that have worked on the hotel. And this happened in room 551. Uh, this room it has an entrance to the attic and has been known to be one of the hangouts for an apparition. They don't know if it's Walter. They don't know if it's one of the other ones. In 1982, hotel workers applied new wallpaper on the walls. And the next morning, the wallpaper had been rolled up and neatly placed back on the ground. It's so weird. And this isn't the first time. They've tried to do this renovate multiple times. And it happens every single time. Don't want it. Yeah, I mean, it happened two to three more times. And with the fact that the apparition finally had enough of this, and he started placing it in higher areas of the room. <laughs> this this place, for real. In the elevators. Unbelievable. The elevators. Oh. Yeah, we're forgetting about the We're elevators. forgetting about it, yes. So but don't go into your, don't go in the story. <laughs> don't you know what? I, I think that's it. That's No, that's the punchline. Don't forget about the elevators. Yeah. Zing and zang, zing oh, yeah. up. Just wait. Just you wait. Yes. They're, I can't. <laughs> they're eerie. They're eerie. They're small. There's something wrong with them. And people have reported that the elevator will go up and down floors with nobody in it. Not people. Us. Oh. Way to give it away. No, that's not it. <laughs> it's not what you have, you have to describe it. That's true. I'm just talking about what other people have seen. It's not what we've seen. All right, guys. So, Adrian, do you want to do your thing? Oh, okay. Perfect. Uh... I just want to remind everyone, go check out our Instagram. It's at Stuck at This Purgatory. Uh, also, go follow our TikToks. We're going to make Chase do more crazy dances and other things. It's also Stuck in This Purgatory. Also, give us some updates on some crazy stories that you might have heard at the Hotel Colorado. Uh, our email is stuckinthispurgatory at gmail.com. And Hunter, how about you finish us up? Actually, I just want to say one thing real quick just before Hunter knows this thing. <laughs> <laughs> the Chase Trump. Hey, guys, we're still learning. We're still new in this podcast. We're going um, to flow down. I just want to say, this has been so hard for Hunter and I not to talk about our experiences. Um, like we said throughout this entire episode, there's been a lot that we've read. Some of it we have actually experienced. Um, and we can't wait to tell you guys. But the worst part are the ones that we haven't read that we did experience. And like we mentioned before, the chills that I've gotten from this are just, it's its horrifying. I'm probably not going to have nightmares tonight. <laughs> I know. Me too. All right, Hunter. 
Guys, thank you to all of our friends and family for listening to us. We're so excited. Tune in next episode when we really dive into what scares the shit out of us. And please help us out because after all, we are all stuck in this purgatory.